It's impossible to ignore the throbbing pain of wisdom teeth. So fix it before it's too late. The team at Dental Lounge are wisdom teeth experts and with everything handled in-house, they can quickly get you back to living without pain. Dental Lounge can even organise comfortable payment options for you. Pay nothing up front or select 12 months interest-free. To find out if you're eligible, just tap the banner. G'day everybody, welcome to the Carlton Show, episode dedicated to a wee man who uh, had a fair beard, wore a bicycle helmet for a little while, premiership player, best and fairest winner, champion of the club, team of the century man, Rod Ashman of course, number 14, ep number 14, Rod Ashman, probably the pick of them all I suggest to you Paul Barbazza and you Stephen Purdoch, good uh, evening to you lads. G'day boys, g'day Gex, Andy, yep, uh, I'd have to go with Rod Ashman, probably you could say Michael Sexton as well. I think he was a outstanding player. Uh, outstanding player, but yeah, Rod Ashman for me. Yeah, they'd be the only two big fellas that you'd bring up in the uh, fourteen category. Dean Strauch, Dean Strauch, Brock McLean. Oh, yeah. there's been Liam Jones. Bustling Brock McLean got three votes in his yeah. last game for the football club. If you two don't, Ma- two in the Brownlow, two McLean, Ricky, scariest man ever oh, to play yeah. AFL Jeez, football. I wouldn't want to get in front of him, mate. Um, so, uh, we all know what happened, of course, over to Subiaco. Uh, there's a bit to take out of the game. There's a lot to talk about the game, some good and some bad. But um, let's get the worst news off the table right from the word go, and that is that um, I'm sure you're all aware by now that um, that Sam Rowe has had confirmed ACL uh, rupture, uh, will have a reconstruction, will be out the uh, mandatory 12 months. Uh, any Any words that anybody wants to say about you know, Rowie at this particular point of his career and his this particular point of the season and in the wake of the news that we all now know of? Well, as if the guy hadn't climbed the hill once before, you know, like you just wonder whether some guys have kicked the black cat once too often, but, uh, you know, I'm sure Kieran Byrne will uh, sympathise with him and maybe be able to coax him through the next 12 months or so of his rehab, but it's a long way back now for Rowie. Um, 29. And peak, just, he was at the peak of his career when mm. it happened. Such a tragedy how these things happen. They're either innocuous or just bizarre circumstances. And there you go. You know, 12 months later, we're just going to have to wait for him to get back. Yeah, no. Stiffer than a honeymooners prick, mate. Very, <laughs> very stiff. Like, honestly, he... Uh, at the like as Gecko said, at the peak of his powers, um, I think he's actually probably about in the top five or six in our votes, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he'd be high up in their in their votes. So nah, it's 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 very sombre, very very sombre. Um, you know, he he came to the club with no um, expectations. Rookie imagine list. rookie list. I reckon. He, I reckon he might have been. Might have been. Yeah, I reckon yeah. he was probably the same as Jamison. They they yeah, come with yeah. no no yeah. real great mates currency or anything like that. Um, I think he was on the south. Swan's list? I think he was, yep, yep, as a yeah, forward. Yep. Yeah, and then went, they delisted him. He went back to South Australia, played over there. Our recruiters uh, plucked him out, comes over, um, struggled down forward, you'd mm. have to say, I reckon, early early doors, and then found his niche down back, and he's a big loss. He's a big, big loss. I mean, all the animals that he's had to play on this year, only one, Sort of got hold. Well, you did get hold of him, Lynch, and the rest 
Mate, he's cleaned the rest of them up. So here's the two things I want to say about it. Um, one is it now becomes a, a genuine examination of the system. You know, the system that we've been talking about all year, the defensive setup behind the ball that has been, you know, such a um, lightning rod uh, for so many of us. Now we find out whether, you know, not not totally, but to a large degree, whether it is the system because Roe has been a plug-in element. And um, he's been a standard and he's been a fantastic contributor. So he comes out. There isn't another Sam Rowe type on our list. We don't have another big gorilla defender on our list, really. So it's going to be a really interesting test now to see in the second half of the season how the defensive structures and setups actually all play out. My gut feels they're going to stand the test. I've got no real concerns about that, but it'll be interesting to see it. The second point is, thank Christ somebody decided to recruit Alex Silvani to the club. Mm. If we imagine if we didn't have mm. imagine if Sam Rowe goes down and we didn't have Alex Silvani, imagine the sort of you know, the three or four tallish defenders we'd be cobbling together for the back half of the season. Well they'd all be youngsters. Absolutely they would. It'd be Weedering, uh Marchbank, McCready would probably be used. Um oh, I guess well. Whitey's still there, yep. so I mean, Whitey's still an option, I guess. Um, um, no, they would be a, a very young defence if if they didn't uh, have uh, Silvani and now without Rose. So now, the, the test is now with, uh, we said that Silvani came in a few weeks ago and he really helped Rowe because Rowe seemed to be doing everything, um, particularly, well, whoever sat back, he was the man for yep. them. Yep. Now, Silvani's got a fair bit on his shoulders, Um and we'll see uh, exactly who's going to stand up with him. Well, there's no doubt, is it? There's no, it's a no-brainer. I mean, this is going to be one of the easiest. Um, bloke comes out, bloke goes in. This has got to be one of the easiest selection um, selections that a match committee's ever had to make. Yeah, especially with the principles Bolton has subscribed to and used all year. Um, Liam Jones has just been... He hasn't only been our most consistent player in the VFL. He's he would be the form competition player in that at that level. So far and above everything else I've seen, he is just bashing down the door at the moment. So uh just by popular demand now he, he just pours himself into the team. He has know? to come in. I mean oh, that was the first in this in this vein of form, you know, you've seen him in a couple of games, Bagsy, and so have you, Gex. I hadn't been to a game. Went to Kramer Street on Sunday. You and I were sitting there watching it, Gex. Oh, that was, you know, in its in its um, in the league and the level in which he's playing. That was as dominant a performance as you could ever wish to see. He had twenty six disposals, took fifteen marks, played on Josh Bruce, who'd come down, been omitted destroyed Josh Bruce, like absolutely took him to the cleaner. So he's beaten an AFL calibre uh, opponent. Uh, his, his his authority um, in his area of the ground, I was staggered. It was, it just did, it doesn't look like Liam Jones who used to sit back, get lost, second guess, jump at footies. And I saw him, Swift saw him at AFL level in recent times, jumping for marks and like missing the ball getting his body into horrible positions um, in the air and finding himself kind of ridiculed because of it. But there was not even the slightest hint of any of that. Okay, it's VFL footy. AFL's a massive step up, but he's got he's got to come in, surely. That's that's the uh, 
that's the sticking point is um, we've seen him at AFL level at the other end of the ground. That's right, yep. Um, and now he's played down back probably four or five weeks in a row, thrown in the ruck as well. So it will be interesting at selection table. It will be very interesting because I have um, I have uh, something to, to bring up about Levi Casbolt. And I reckon that at the moment he's struggling. I reckon he has for probably the last three weeks. And there's only been patches where he's had a quarter or so. So there's, there's situations where he's the pinch ruckman. So are they going to bring in Phillips? If if they go ahead, and, and I'm just suggesting that perhaps his form's a little bit uh, not the best at the moment, mm. do they bring in Phillips or do they put Jones in that pinch hit ruck I don't know. I don't know. Like honestly, it's it's there's a few things to think about this week mm. at selection table. There's a uh, quite a few, I think. With the bye the week after, mm. um, do you feel like they might try a couple of things going into? The, is it something? Is there something in the back of your mind that's suggesting that they might just throw a little curveball in this week? Just see if it doesn't go wrong, then we've got a you know we've got a fortnight to sort of regroup and get it right again at the selection table? We were talking about this last night, weren't we? Like, we're starting to... I can feel that the Carlton supporters and not so much ourselves, but there's a lot of people out there starting to get um, more about the scoreboard than the process. And I feel in the last few weeks, because we're in that game... Uh, well, even yesterday we're in the game, but you, you couldn't win the game with, with the injuries that, that mm, happened on, mm. on the day. But... The week before against um, St Kilda, St. Kilda, you're in the game. So everyone starts to get a little bit down about, oh, we're close, we're close. We're not close. We're not close by any stretch. Mm. Um, but now's the time, I think, we just throw it open a little bit more. We were very bold early, and we've still got some youngsters in there that, um, well, yesterday they, they got asked to do a lot, you know, rotation-wise. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they were... They were stuffed by the end of the game, a lot of them. Yep. And a lot of them didn't have good games. Uh, a few of them did, a few of them didn't. But I think it's time just to throw it open. Why not? We've got nothing to lose to um, throw things around a little bit uh, in terms of Mackay and Kerr, in terms of Paulson and, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I think that forward line needs a bit of a revamp anyway. Um, it's it's clearly not working. Uh, they've got the back half going right, the midfield sort of slowly coming okay. But that forward half, they have to start um, just trying things, trying things over the next uh, seven, eight, you whatever, know, ten, ten weeks. You got a thought on that? Have you got, like... Oh, look, clearly the um, forward half of the ground isn't functioning. We're not we're not kicking enough goals. So, uh, you know, and it it's, comes down to this question, are we trying to be competitive? Are we trying to educate, the, the you know, the youngsters and... I think it's a combination of both. We need balance in that in those two areas. And I'm actually reasonably excited with the potential for Liam Jones to come in and change that chemistry because between him uh, and Cruiser and Casbolt, there is uh, some sort of rotational sort of way they can be mixed and matched a bit. The way they were using well, trying to use Cruiser on the wing uh, with Casbolt in the ruck, I reckon... I would leave Cruiser in the middle and try Jones on the, in that wing position um, personally uh, as an option to sort of be a bit proactive forward and back and try and generate some play. I reckon he can play 
behind the ball and he can play in front of the ball as long as he's not that pee in the pod player. I I can see a, a, an option there, but um, Gee, this is just yeah. this is yeah. just me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm probably yeah. completely wrong, but. It will also create different scenarios around that forward line. And look, our problems are from outside 50 going in. It oh, has yeah, been yeah. All, se- all season. Yeah. Uh, we're missing that small forward that can kick the two or three a week. Uh, every other side that beats us shows that up. Billings and uh, Walters. Walters on the weekend. They're, they're the, that's Elliot. Every, every yeah. week. Every week. Yep. So Ray. Yep. whether it's Lamb or somebody, we maybe we just have to go through a few until something happens, but we've just got to try some things. Oh, I totally agree. I think that we've got probably four on the list that are capable, but they're all playing in the seconds at the moment, is Lamb, uh, Sumner, for all various reasons, of course, uh, Pickett and LeBoyce. Well, LeBoyce is just, you know, he's a youngster and Pickett's a youngster too. The other two have probably been in the system for a little while, but uh, still young by by you know, footy terms. And once they get going, we have to get more, more of that type in the forward line to help a right mm. or whoever it may be. Like, right had to play through the middle. Yeah, because he had to push, do you? Yeah, he had to right, push yeah. in yep. because yep. Thomas was not going to come back after half time. So, uh, it's an interesting point. I mean, we either find the lockdown uh, backman, who we don't clearly have on our list. Um, Andy was saying prior to coming on the show that teams do have him. Oh, there's, a, there's, have enough, there's, there's enough around in the other... They're around in the mm. AFL. You know, we, we just haven't got one. No, we haven't know? got one. And, and Maybe it's, Kieran, it's a little bit... Kieran Byrne might be the player. Kieran Byrne might be that player. You'd be a waste, though. Well, you, you do Gus? want him. You do. Well, what about you, Gus Sheen? No? Well, he's going okay. I, I, I just haven't seen enough of him defend. Mm. Is okay. he? Does he lock Does he lock down and defend? Can he beat a guy one-on-one? Can he beat a clever, crafty, the types that you're talking about? Is that the type of player that Gus Sheen plays sure. on? I don't I'm know what. I'm not sure. I can't answer that one. But I think we're asking a lot of ploughmen to play on these guys. He's, the poor bugger's getting, he's getting turned inside yeah. out now. I feel so sorry for him. Me too. Me too. Um, well, look, I'm, I may as well go on about him. Um, just on just on the yeah. on the goal scoring before you do, yeah. Brisbane's kicked ten goals more than us this year. So we're mm. we're we're anchored. We're yeah. eight, we, we are the lowest we goal scoring 70 side. Seventy points a game. Lowest goal scoring side in the comp. We're seventy two behind Adelaide. That they, they outscored us through nine rounds. That's by that's eight goals around more than they kick than us. The two guys who we've who we've highlighted as potentially maybe needing some help or to be addressed. Casbolt sits 23rd in the AFL for goals kicked with 15. Wright's 41st. Do you know how our next top three goal kickers are? So Levi's got 15, uh, Wright's got 12. Do you know who the next three are? Uh, Murphy. Jack Silvani. Jack, yeah. Jacob Woitering and Matthew Cruiser. They're our next, unless I've overlooked one in the, yeah, on no, the way there's, through. There's, there's, They're our next three. Yeah. So that, that, the numbers, the names themselves, mm. th- they underline yeah. just where we're at, right? 100%. So, 100%. Yeah. Just on the ploughman thing. You know, that third term on the weekend when, you know, it was still close. The game was still close, uh, getting towards five or six minutes to go in that third quarter. When, um, you know, he got tackled by uh, Walters, dispossessed. He kicks the goal. Not long after, um, Plowman leaves him, does the team thing, right? Goes third man up to help Doherty. He didn't, he didn't get the fist on it properly. Went over the back. Walters sagged off him. Kicks another one. So, you know, that's two within a, a minute or so. And then, you know, to be 
honest. I mean, I know he made a couple of mistakes as well, you know, when he ran off and, you know, he didn't take the bounce. Oh, it still has 18 touches no, and goes I'm at not, 88%. Not, yeah, spot on. So I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, put the knives into him. It's... We've got to remember, it's team defence. It's not. There's no longer one-on-one. It, not every defender is responsible for the one person. When someone kicks a goal, you know what they go up and tap each other on the... It's because we let you down. We, us six, let you down, right? It's not you. Um, it, it's us as a group. And you guys up forward too, you know, have let us down. Everyone lets someone down when someone kicks a goal. It's not the individual who potentially is on that player. Williamson, Crozer kicked three mm, on him. Mm. Was he on him all that time? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue anymore. Mm, mm. Are these players playing on each other? That's a good, that's no, a good question. They just go back to him at the, at the bounce down, but then after that, it's, it's a free-for-all. Well, wasn't this another example of the system standing the test? What, what, the fact that we were down two by half time, and Thomas was playing. I thought Thomas was. I oh, know he was in the game. He was really creative. Oh, yeah. We missed him. He was the sort of player that was making oh, things no. happen, and you know we lose Rose, so that obviously has the you know, impact that we know that that loss has. But I, I, the two, I had three big ticks. The effort, no problems. The effort was there. The resilience, which we've talked about from day one, it was there again. Like we never chucked it in. We got overwhelmed physically in the end, but we never chucked in the towel. And I thought the system, again, we had a lot of players who drifted in and out of the game, some who were just down on the day. It was, as Bolton, Brendan Bolton said after the game, it was a really inconsistent performance mm. across the board. But, you know, it wasn't the silliest thing in the world to suggest that even if we had to kick the first two of the last quarter, no, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. you know, we're in the game. We're 10 course. points down and we're in the game. So, so here it is. Again, we're playing them over there. They're flying at the moment. They're getting good returns out of some of their good players, and we're bloody in the game again. So it's the system, yet again, the system for me, and the way they're going about setting the team up, and the way they're coaching these players, despite the fact that we walk away with a five-goal loss, it was a pretty significant tick again for me. I didn't walk – well, I've got my eyes on the long game here. I'm not worried about hmm. the here and now. I wouldn't mind seeing a few things change around, but – in terms of where we're, where I think we're going, I don't see this as anything but another positive step in the right direction. Well, just to reiterate, the only areas we're really falling down are from outside 50 going into the forward line. Yeah, that final every third every of, other that part final of the third. ground is functioning mm. as well as we yeah. could possibly expect. Yep. And all the players playing, you know, in those positions to get the ball forward are playing above ex- above expectations, not to expectations. So no complaints at all. Uh, well drilled, well structured. They're carrying out the game plan every week. Um, occasionally they're even scaring the opposition because they're getting serious chunks of the game. Uh, we just can't put it on the board and, and hurt them like, you know, and that's only about one or two players that we're probably going to get in the future. Uh, right Correct. now, we just we're just juggling what we have and trying to make the best of what we can. But um, you know, you can't overly expect things. I'm I'm I, I'm all more than happy with where we are at this stage of the season. But watching from one week to the next, you get caught up in the of game. Yeah, you right. yeah, you exactly. get competitive yes. as a spectator oh. and you think, oh, we're there, you know, you yep. know, oh, yes. we're so close. And then you're, you're <laughs> oaring and ahhing right. and, you know, it's like, watching, it's like well, watching a trapeze well, act yeah. going for the triple somersault when they're not 
practiced and they're not using the net and <laughs> someone lands flat on their head and you gasp. Look, we've had, uh, there's nine rounds being played. So what's that, 36 quarters. I, I'd say we've been pretty, well, we were disgraceful in one quarter out of the 36 and that was against Port Adelaide. Yeah. Other than that, we've been disappointing in patches of five and ten minutes in some of the quarter in the other quarters. But out of thirty six quarters, I'd have to say that that's the one that's glaring in my mind. Oh, maybe the third quarter against um, uh, the Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah. Okay, so two quarters yeah. out of thirty six. Like Jesus, is that is that no? That's not a big deal, is no, it? No, no, no. I've got, no, no. And so to to the people who are. Look, look! not everybody saw it through the glasses that we saw it at the start of the year anyway. Not, not everybody wants to see it down the track and wants to see you know, the long game objectives. People do live for the here and now and the week in, week out, and they want to win games of footy. And, ah, oh, no, we can play. I can't support us only at the start of the year. Do you think we can make the eight? Do we even play finals this year? I kind of felt, I was like, come on. What, like, what? Seriously? Are we, are we talking about the same team? So... They're the objectives and the ambitions that um, some supporters of the club are putting on the team. And then they get disappointed when those ambitions and objectives that they've created for their own, in their own mind for, through whatever um, rule of thumb they use, uh, they get disappointed because they're not met. Not, it's not the case for, for me. I, I'm not saying I know more about it than they do. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But... Um, I just think we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling, and we're starting to get the right players into the mix. And you know, if you see the 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 there's you know three or four players in the twos and a couple still around the place who are going to be players down the track. We know they're going to be players down the track. So the first quarter, when, when you see them play the way they played in the first quarter, what what did, what did you what did you make of that? Oh, it was our best quarter for the uh, for the year. Um, I was genuinely excited. It was. A little frustrating we didn't completely cash in on the, the, the total superiority we had in the should've game. Eight. We should have kicked eight in the first quarter. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, uh, look, overall, it, it was make, for the match, it was eight marks inside 50 and we got two goals out of it. So It's a huge error. It's a massive issue. It, that, it, yeah. We've had issues with set shots and we kind of looked good last week against St Kilda <clears throat> because the majority of those set shots were all inside 30 metres. It appears that once we get outside that range, we have a very poor strike rate at getting them through the sticks. So whether it comes back to the individuals that are getting those opportunities or whether it's psychological, I don't know. How much of it they can fix or take on themselves as individuals, I don't know. But the bottom line is in, in this type of level of footy, you, you just have to be able to convert those goals. It's as simple as that. And if you don't, then heads drop and you miss your chance and the other side will, will cash in on the return leg. So Yeah, I had the same point about, you know, cashing on on, you know, shots at goal. Uh, that first quarter was you know, statistically was a massacre on our behalf. Mm. I hadn't seen figures like that for a while, you know, plus forty possessions it was four four to nothing at one stage. Um, we had ten, you know, Sandalands who then got on top later on, and they got their clearances going later on. But in the first quarter, we won clearances ten to six. Mm. Now, so we had a lot of things going right for us in that first quarter, and you know, sixty one percent ball in time in forward half. You know, but you only score four four. Like we went inside fifty fifteen times 
15 times mm. us mm. in a quarter. Mm. You, you look at the goals. <laughs> you look at the goals we did kick. Daisy's bagged a banana from yeah. 40 metres out. Yeah. And Murphy has kicked a snap with two blokes hanging off him, turning outside of the tackle, which you don't even expect those two to go in. So two out of the four were... You know, they jagged them. It's, you know... They so jagged them. The other, the other ones were easier. It was, to me, like that, that first quarter, um, it, we, we had to back it up with another quarter... Yeah. similar, yep. to really get on top of them and at halftime go in with a three or four goal lead and then you can say, well, okay, come at us. Yeah. But for them to peg us back by half time, for them to go, you know, in their huddle at quarter time, we know that Ross Lyon's a tactician. We know he's very good at that. He knows what's what was happening. Got them together, rectified it. They come out, got on top in the clearances and then, you know, got on top in contested ball in the second quarter and they get back into the game. The disappointing part is that, you know, it's 28 to nothing. We lose 86 to 51. That's a 63-point turnaround. It it didn't feel like a 63-point. You know, when you watch the game and you don't think about the scoreboard, and I certainly wasn't thinking about the scoreboard, I can't believe that turnaround. No. I write this down. It it was one-way traffic on the scoreboard only. It wasn't one-way traffic in the cut and thrust of the game. No. Yeah, it didn't right. feel like that at all. And it was 12 goals to three after quarter time, mm. which, which you know, in the, given the conditions and all that sort of stuff, you know, you can understand why it was a scrappy, low-scoring affair as much as the way the teams wanted to play the game. It was probably the conditions contributed to that as much as anything. But, mate, there's no way known it felt like it, it, it was only on the scoreboard that they were doing it. They hit, they took Crozier. You, know, you talk about the two that we kick out of our backs, like Crozier kicks one out of his. Walters just got red hot. Um, yeah, they 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 just got they got on, on their own little roll after quarter time, and you know they they did enough things right to maximise some of the opportunities they took. The one thing that um, they created, what, the one thing about the first quarter for me, forget about all the stats and because uh, they kind of take care of themselves. If you do what I'm, what I was impressed by, we just won every key contest. Mm. <laughs> it was just, it was like loose ball, Carlton win. Ball goes in, Carlton win. Scrimmage, Carlton get the clearance. It was just every... You're talking about the first quarter? First quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe how uh, overwhelmed... Now, I don't know whether they weren't up. I don't know. I don't know uh, what... I think the... it was a bit of that. Yeah, they... I would say we played 80% and Freo played 55 60% probably, in that first probably, quarter. Probably. Yeah, I mean, the rest sure. of the game would back that up. But, gee whiz, when you see you know a team that is um, you know, has to... That is a growing, you know, it's, a, it's an emerging, evolving entity. Um, when they dominate the contest and the and the hard ball, the contested ball, the way we did, I reckon if you know, once all the geez boys, you know, once all that's out of the way, they'll be they've they've got about forty five or fifty minutes worth of tape from that game to show these players. Look how good you blokes were. Look how good you were for a while in this game. One of the key factors. Um you know, when you, again, we talk about statistics, when I look through them all, there was a lot of statistics that were very, very similar, mm. really similar. It, there was, wasn't a lot in the game, even though there was 30-something points at the finish. The one statistic that really uh, stuck out to me that they were a little bit 10% better than us was that Gibbs, Murphy, and Cripps each had enough of the ball. Mm. Well, not so much Cripps, but they still had enough of it. 
But they win it like 61, 59 and 61% efficiency. Mm. Whereas their top five or six, they were all 72, 72% efficiency mm. by hand or foot. And all their guns just got better use of the ball. So when you're giving them better use of the ball and our creators are not using it as well, they were getting it, don't get me wrong. And all those players played a well, a good enough game, but not... You've got to get into the 70s mm. to be that more efficient, I think. And I think that's probably where they got us um, from the second quarter onwards. Not sure about the last. The last was a bit of an arm wrestle. But they certainly got us in that middle patch of the game where they got on top. We didn't get... We didn't never took the game away from them from quarter time onwards. Although there were patches where had we been a little bit cleaner and blokes spot blokes up instead of just going long to the square mm. and kick it to no one. I mean, I saw Gibbs, Simpson, maybe Gibbs twice, Simpson, a couple right, and a few others. Just the long bomb to nobody, right? It's all right if you're kicking it to, to one-on-one, but to nobody? Yeah. Now that just kills you. Yeah. And and I, on the TV, you don't see a lot on TV, but when you do see it on TV, it, it's glaring. Like, we had, I think it was Gibbs didn't honour the lead of um, Graham. He was like 35 out on a 45 and decides to go long, turnover back the other way. Now, I don't know if they scored or not, got no idea, but I know that he was on, clear, and just didn't have that, uh, what's that peripheral? Yeah, yeah, you didn't have yeah, the peripheral yeah. vision yeah. to see him because he was too busy looking, you know, straight in front of him. Yeah. They've got to be better than that, I think. I mean, I'm not, I'm not potting those guys per se, but in that area of the game, when their midfielders are ten percent better than us, it's going to be difficult to to to, to get over the line. Well, I've got yeah, the feeling their midfielders probably got it. Outside a little bit more than we did. did, which gave them a bit more time and they space. They did exactly correct. Um, Murphy and Gibbs had to play a little bit more inside on the Definitely. weekend. Cripps is a little bit down. Uh, Cunningham started well, but drifted out of the game for mm. whatever reason. I'm not quite sure, but uh, I think they were forced to do a lot of that harder work and, yeah, and roll their sleeves yeah, up sure. a bit. But Definitely, yeah, they did have opportunities yeah. that you described, but and because of like Sandlands too. Like I, I said to Gex on the night. Is there any is there any worth in oh, in the end? I can't believe like hitouts were forty three thirty six in mm. the end. Mm. I can't believe no, that. No, it didn't even look like an onslaught yeah, to well, me. Particularly center center clearances. Yeah. There was fourteen seven out of the center. It's around the stoppages. We were okay, yeah. but the center clearances that was where mm. they they felt like, especially the second quarter. Oh, oh god, second when quarter Mundy was, was just, yeah, Mundy yeah. was just like every time they they got it to him. And he was in space, and they'll get into him when he was at full tilt, and he was so, running. Yeah, because I could go. So, no, no. So I just ask you, and like we threw it around while we're watching the game, and we, we, you know we come up with donuts. But um, Cruiser, is there any worth him actually going up and trying to compete? Is well, it? Is he better off just staying down and being it? an extra in the in oh, the mid? I reckon he tried that a few times. I reckon okay. he sort of balked. Not a lot. Not not. Oh, not I know the balk. Yep, yeah, he balked a couple of times, right. and you know. But he, there's an argument to be made that he could, should do more of it. I mean, Cruz ended up with 22 disposals. Cruz had a 10 he had a tackle. good game. Yeah, no, he did. He's had midfielder-type numbers. Mm, yeah. And that's what we're talking about. You know, we've been talking about him a lot, and we it's no secret to anyone who follows a footy club like you lot out there listening. We all know what Matthew Cruz can be, and he was that on the weekend. Like, mm. 
you know, he he tried to hold his own physically, you know, when the and ball was up there. But it, down there, he was, if, he if, was he'd a player. Kick, if he'd kicked the two goals yeah, he exactly. missed, spot on, mate. he would have been the better of the two. Right? No doubt, yep. no, no doubt. doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And the games, you know, if Jack Silvani kicks his couple early, and you know, like another fantastic start. He's doing what we need. Took three or four marks inside fifty for the game, and you know, he just continued. Got back when he had to. He's doing, but they're the things. They're the lamentations that we all have. That if you just and it'll happen. You know, one of these days, sooner or later, we're going to have a day out where we do, we do take the opportunities we sort of create for ourselves, even if they're not necessarily the best opportunities and the most guilt edged. They'll do it. They'll, mm. they'll they'll have a day out when they do, where it all clicks and you go. That's see, we have got the players. We got you know we've got the players. But so in terms of in terms of goals, uh, you said cruiser. Uh, Cruiser was like third or fourth in our goals. So we got nothing out of Wright, Graham, Charlie, Cruiser, Jack Silvani, and Cripps. Yep. It's not a goal out of any of those. And because we don't have the small forwards kicking goals, because we don't have the big forwards kicking goals, we have to have a spread of goal kickers. Mm. And clearly there was no one taking that, that um, oh, not the option, but no one's no one's taking that onus to to shoot at goal even like they muck around with the ball around the arc yep, and we know yep. what they're doing mm. but it's driving people nuts I reckon so so this week you know we, North Melbourne who are, they're going okay at the moment they're going so. okay right but the games that Eddie had so we know the conditions are going to get it's going to be pristine conditions no matter what the weather's doing outside does the Instruction change a little bit this week. I mean, do you say to these boys, you say to Murphy, you say to Gibbs, you say to Doherty, you say to Cripps, you say, whoever's running at the arc of 50, if you get within 55, but hey, boys, today, pin the ears back and have a go. Have a go from now on. Oh, don't, sure. don't try and hit the little 35-er. Like, go your hardest. Today, no, no recriminations, no recriminations, but let's, let's pin the ears back and have a go today. Do we do, we do something like that? It's oh, not a... It's oh. not a I think it's a ground where you do that all the time, but you you got to have the space in front of you to do to it. To do it, yep, and, yep. Um, but look, you, you've got to have the option of seeing something in front of you in that situation, and we just don't have that. Like, the guys are standing still. They're in the wrong spot. Uh, they're somewhere else in the ground that they've been told to be. I don't know. But as I brought up earlier, if we do have this week the option of cruiser, Jones and Casbold in the team, surely we're going to have a deep forward running at one of those guys running towards goal this week. I Can mean, I just say, I, I don't want Liam Jones. No, no. I don't want him inside forward 50. I, I'm not suggesting he should be a deep forward. I'm saying if he's in the side and he can play where others are basically drawn up to link up transition play, mm. then it gives the opportunity for a guy like Casbold to stay deep and maybe not have to come up the ground and get lost and yeah. have to turn around and go back and forward and back and forward. Stay there, run deep, you know, come up the ground and be a target. At mm. least bring it to ground or do something, but be consistent and have players moving into that contest with velocity, not staying on Oh, mate, it's the, age, it's the, age, old, it's the age old argument in 2017 and the way the modern game is played. Like, do you leave one home? Do you leave a bloke... Just leave a bike out there in case you do get the fast break and you get the ball out. So at least you've got something to kick it to. Yeah, you know, the, the problem with Levi, and this is, again, 
he might have a day out. Lee might want to have a day out where he takes, you know, 10 contested mo- But what's his best return possible likely to be? Yeah. He's a four-goal a game, about his best, isn't he? I mean, how many times does Casbolt kick four in a game? We're not going to get seven. We're not going to get a, and we're not going to get a Tommy Lynch type game no, out of Levi. He has to play a role. That's as all. That's as good as you're going to get. Yeah. But he has to be disciplined in playing that role because he wasn't on the weekend nor the week before. He was, he was getting caught up in the silliness of coming ball and being pushed around. Yeah. And, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a rest personally, but that's just me. It's been I'm, no, I'm it's a hard been, taskmaster, yeah. and I'm. I'm starting to get a little bit long in the tooth with a couple of people, and if we're going to be, you know, if we if we're serious about uh, what sort of a club we want to be going forward, then there's certain blokes that have had countless chances, countless chances. We want to have a look at Jones again. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year. I think at the start of the year, I probably had him gone. Give him another chance in the role that. You're talking about. Oh, I think that's what you got. To, to be fair to him, Gecko, you just got to. No, no, I don't want him yeah, down. There. Okay, right. Yeah. I don't want him but, there. But, but maybe is is he one ninety eight? Jones is he one ninety eight? He's big man. So why can't he be the pinch hitter in the ruck as well? Which well, he's prob- done a little bit. No, of it he in probably the twos, can. But He'd be happy to do it. He probably can. Yeah. Okay, well, just give him that. Absolutely. I, I, we have to see him for the one last time, and if he has. If he shows something, well... The key yeah. to Jones we'll is he has to be in the play. Mm. He needs to be participating as regularly as possible. The only the, the, the one fear, if this is the week they're going to try and roll in, um, you know, Harry for a little lick of the ice cream before, and I'm not, I've got no idea whether they will. I'd, be, I'd actually be surprised if they did. I'd be surprised if they dropped Casbolt, and I'd be surprised if they bring Mackay in for the game, but... You're going to be up against um, Tarrant, yeah. who, who is a tough, tough comp- opponent. Tarrant and Thompson. He's going well. He's, he, so to throw a first gamer in against those blokes, uh, if you don't leave him with the support of a Levi Casbolt to take you know, the main key defender, and then you want, if you do that, then you're wondering, are we going in too top-heavy if you're bringing a Mackay in alongside Casbolt and you've got Jones and Cruiser as well? He's starting to get a bit too top-heavy. Um this is the balancing act. I take your point. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying that is this the week to drop him? Like, would this be the maybe week to do not it? because it's the week before the buy? Maybe we start fresh after the buy. I don't know, but in my opinion, he's had a couple of stinkers. Probably still got on the scoreboard. Yeah, just, I didn't get on the score. He didn't get on the scoreboard last week, but this week he still kicked a couple. Which doesn't really mean much because if you watch the game, he gave away silly free kicks. He got out bustled, and you know, look, I'm, I'm just looking at it from the perspective that I'm, I'm I want to see something different in the forward line, yeah. and maybe I'm getting a little bit rushed with it all. Uh, maybe, maybe it comes in the last four games of the year, five games of the year. I don't maybe know. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's next year. Exactly. It might be maybe, next year, maybe it's maybe they're saying this year it's all about this. Let's worry about the forward line next year, hmm. and that's a possibility. Now, just on free kicks, five free kicks they score, uh, five goals out of free kicks Frio got. Now, I'm not suggesting they all weren't there. There was obviously a couple there. But when our players take their eyes off the ball, automatically these umpires, um, there's no rule that you can't take your eye off the ball. But then when you go and challenge the man, you have to have your eye on the ball. Exactly. But... 
there were occasions where I don't, I didn't think it happened, and I thought there was a couple of stiff ones, and even the one right at the very end, they're holding each other's jumper, a and he's, he's blinded by. So you know they get that one there, and that's hence the six goal margin wasn't really. It didn't feel like six goals. Was to it me. five from free kicks? Was it five goals from free kicks? So um, that's that. That's you know. I mean, Gecko, you're our umpire hater on this on this podcast. You're the one who normally comes off the long run about umpires and umpiring. Is there anything you want to say about? I it? didn't think they affected the game really. I I've seen worst umpiring decisions um, in different games this year, but I thought no, I thought it it's was the ones okay. you don't. I, I, we would have been screaming for the oh, same free kicks. In the end, in the end, I can't believe the free kick count was as tight as it was. It felt mm. like they got about ten or fifteen more. But um, it's when you're over there, it's the ones you don't get. It, it's not the ones they paid. Williamson. Oh, Williamson. when he slung out in the middle of the ground, slung yeah. off the ball, slung and it, out and, and right in mate, front of your mate. Cam McCarthy kicked his only goal for the uh, probably his only touch for the game. Mm. I kicked one from outside fifty because they didn't pay the free kick to Willow that in was the middle. Ridiculous. So. You know, it's this is not a bitching session about umpires, and believe me, folks, that's not how we operate um, generally. Um, so it, it's just a li- it was a little bit. Uh, we know, and you can see your your team busting a pooper valve out there and not getting a couple that they may well or should mm. have got, mm. and they score against. Then you start getting a little bit agitated. Tommy Williamson, the, the, uh, I thought. I don't know, we'll get to the votes a bit later on. I'll be interested to see how you rate his game. But his, um, the poise, there's something about, there's something really, I know you identified this early, Gecko. He's the one that you sort of jumped on the bandwagon off before the season started. So maybe you're the one that should expand on this. But his poise with ball in hand and his execution, he is, um, he's a very, very good player. We don't have many guys who can hit targets under pressure the way he can in his first season oh, of footy. And he's, he's got really good evasive skills for a big man. He's mm. quite a big man for a, you know, for a mobile midfield type half back. Would it be about, is he 189, 190? He'd be 6'3", yeah. at least, yeah. I reckon, yep. yep. For a kid, I mean, the, he, the, Hopefully, you know. the sky's the limit for Tommy. Oh, he muscles up. Oh, and he's, well, he's not afraid now. Like, he's, no, no, no. he's oh, in the no, con. No, not, mate, I, but I mean, what I'm saying, but I love him. He goes hard and he, go, he goes and at silky. the opposition and plays. He's silky. And he hits targets, um, runs. I think he'll get even better. I think he'll start yeah, running I, I, more. I can see him being He's going to do it, isn't he? Like, he's going to run. Oh, yeah, he's going to yeah. run the lines. Maybe doing what Simo's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's well, worth that's swapping them you know? around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you do. Um, so while we're talking about the young folks, um, there are a couple of other points I wanted to make about. In fact, there were three young fellas I wanted to talk about. I thought Wiedering's game was better. It was the first. Mm. Uh, Interesting it, they put him back. Back, yeah, 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 it was. You know, yeah. and, I, and he, I just felt he looked comfortable there. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he knew when to go. You know, he was he was in control. Yeah, all the things we saw from him last year, there was something well, pretty familiar about him. Well, the only reason why we played him forward is because we didn't have the options up forward, and now we still don't have the options forward. But they basically said, "Nah, you're a backman, and if we need to, if we need a goal mm. in desperation, we will send you down there." But ultimately, now we're gonna. I hope that they settle him down back. I. I I yeah. think the experiment was there for a while. I think he only kicked about six or seven goals in seven. Yep. Yeah, that's and he looked a little bit. I'm not saying he looked lost. He looked okay in games, but overall, 
he's an he's I think he's a natural backman and play him down there. And if like I said, if you if you need him for for whatever reason to go down and kick a goal, yeah, you can throw him down there for part of a quarter. But essentially, let's get him and Marchbank together. For the future. Well, he's the other one. He played 100% of game time. He didn't come off the ground, Marchbank. In that Is that game. right? Did not come off the ground. Not rotated once. And mm. it, the growth in this bloke um, is just, it's staggering to me. Like, I, I, we knew, you know, we'd heard the spruik out of GWS and, you know, the Smarties were saying, oh, he's in there 18 and they didn't want to lose him. Um, so, you know, we, we had high hopes just based on what the jungle drums were telling us. Nine games into his... AFL career at Carlton, he he has blown any hopes and expectations you might have had for him completely out of the water. His growth week on week um, as a key AFL defender is just extraordinary, I reckon. He's, he's becoming, in front of our very eyes, he's becoming an established key position AFL player in no time at all. You'd swear he'd played 50 to 100 games, wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep, just looking at him. Uh, does that happen often? The no. blokes play hundred. Doesn't happen often. Wow. No. Yeah. Didn't you, come off the ground. You didn't have. Have you got Kerno's minutes? Charlie. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Ed. Ed. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Just before you, yeah, you might be on it. Find those out, but no, I think I think no, he was no, the only one who didn't. Nice, I think he's the only one that didn't come off the ground. <laughs> the other one I wanted to mention was Samo. Now I reckon in time. Those conditions won't worry Petreski's seat. No, he's so good at gathering and distributing, and his skills are so good. I reckon those sorts of conditions he'll just thrive in. But I reckon when you're a young player and um, you know, you, and it's a physical around the contest game, you're probably not quite as comfortable at this stage of your career as he will be down the track. Do you see he laid 10 tackles? Mm. Yeah, but see, I reckon that's catch-22. I reckon he gave away front position too easily. And he was actually in the tackling position by default. Oh, okay, right. Right. That. All right. Yep. Yeah, I didn't um, notice that, but um, yep. Yeah, he had opportunities to get to the ball first. It was in equal sort of position to his with his opponent, but yeah, I just thought he gave away that front position a little too easily. And and he look to his credit, he tackled the guy in half the contest, but yeah, yeah, I no, that's thought, interesting. I I didn't I didn't see that, so I'll have to go back and have a look at the replay, but. Um, so I'm just looking at the data, and I, it felt like he was sticking tackles. Like he just mm. felt like, oh, he did. You know, he stayed in the contest, no matter how it came to pass that he didn't have the ball in his hand. Mm. The fact that he stayed in the contest is a very, very good sign for for a guy who looks like he's a natural ball hunter and is going to be happiest with the ball in his hand. I love the fact that he doesn't mind mm. the other stuff Absolutely. as well. He is a good tackler, no doubt. Yep, no doubt. So that was a really – any other pros or cons from you two? Any other, oh, look, I, I think there's um, uh, the, the tackling that you just mentioned then. I think the team from probably rounds one and two have improved dramatically. We're averaging over 70 tackles a game now, which is pretty good. I mean – I think we're number five in the league. Well, you know, hats off to them because mm. I think we stuck it to them early in the year about – you know, like laying 44 and That's 45, yeah. that was rubbish. Yep. So once they've got their mojo, like 70 tackles average, as far as I'm concerned, that's, you know, that's excellent. Um, and their marks, we're second in the comp for marks. Yeah. Now, a lot of that is because how we play, that kick. Short um, ball, yeah. Now, that, that kick, a lot of kicks and marking that we are doing, uh, I, think, I think it's on the record as saying that, you know, he doesn't want them to 
go quick and handball because they're afraid of the turnover. But I think, in fairness to our forward line, we need to go with those kicks quicker than what we're doing. I mean, you can't have that slow play and expect forwards to find space in the 50. That's a good point. When everyone's pushing back and we're just, you know, oh, slow kick and another slow kick. And yeah. it's not just the, the sideways, it's... it's it's everything about it's, it. It's, you know, it's one of the reasons why we always find, always find ourselves on the 50-metre perimeter looking for that kick. What we should be doing is around the wing, look for the lateral handball. <laughs> the lateral handball to a running player. The running player with momentum who is 30 metres before that 50-metre line should be the one hitting that long, long ball into 50 where you do get the chance for a one-on-one -on -one contest. But... For whatever reason, that's not implemented in our into our game plan, and it it's costing us goal scoring potential. I think so. I don't know. I'd like to see that really tweaked a little bit because you know you got to be stupid not to understand that we're not scoring enough goals, and not scoring enough goals is costing us the competition enough to be able to pull off some of these close contests. So. You've got to tweak, you've got to change, you've got to do something different. I haven't seen it yet. So You know we're about four or five goals off the average in scores, in total score. Like we're averaging 70 points. The Most sides scoring about 95 oh, yeah, plus. Yeah. So we're four or five goals off. Yep. Um, that's more than a player, isn't it? Really? Oh, it is. That's probably a couple of yep. players away. So it's interesting you say what you say, Gecko, and you too, Baz, about this, mm. because Brennan Bolton's obviously brought a lot of IP from, you know, his time at Hawthorne. And, you know, that short, own the footy, uncontested mark, spread, um, chip, chip, work, 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 all of that sort of stuff. That That's straight out of Hawthorne's, you know, that that's how they won flags. Mm. Um, good kicks, good users, hit the loose man, use him, work your way through the traffic, get someone. And they, they'd often find shallow entries. They, they, they weren't, you know, bombing it to uh, gargantuan or they didn't have – you know, three or four gun targets necessarily, you know, pinging out of the goal square, they would have, you know, Bruce or Gunston or, you know, whoever the player might be, hitting a little sort of 45-degree lead into space 40 out, but then they kick the goal. Yeah. They, they would kick the goal. Occasionally they'd go fast to the top of the square and they had Cyril or Piopolo. We don't, at this stage, we don't have either of those blokes. You know, we, got, we don't have them. So... I think this is why I keep getting back to the system. I think the system is working. And while we're frustrated about kicking seven, eight, nine goals a game. You think it's going to come in I think time it'll come. once we get the oh, players, the right that players. They want. Once we get the right okay. players. Oh, once Charlie. One, I have no I, doubt I listen, either. Think about, just think about Jack Silvani in isolation in the last, I don't know, three weeks. If Jack Silvani had kicked the goals that he had the opportunity to kick, the set shot goals he had the opportunity to kick, he could have kicked six in the last three weeks, I reckon. Mm. And he is the type Maybe that I'm more. talking about. Maybe more. He's the one finding himself mm. getting on the end of those. But little... he's also one of the only guys that moves inside he does. that 50 he, metres. He, he knows how to find space, and, they, and they're good enough to get it to him, but he's not converting. Is he the Luke Bruce Gunston type? He, I think he is. So, I think he yeah, is that okay, type. Okay. And I think Charlie can be that. Charlie's going to be a bit of a hybrid of that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what he was like in the 18s. I don't know whether he was a beautiful kick for goal, Kerno. But he's another <laughs> one. I wouldn't mind seeing Gex. You're talking about um, a taller player starting on the wing. He's one. I wouldn't mind seeing him start off the wing. Yeah. Well, jeez. I mean, he could be 
Look, he could be anything. Yeah. We know he no, could. No, just in that I'm, position, not sure. Every, not every single, not all the time. I'm just saying there's times where I think he could be of value starting off a wing. Mm. Um, he's that type. Because you can, we saw him at the JLT game against Melbourne. When they threw him in the middle, he looked like a real likely type. I think he can be anything. I honestly do. Mm. I think mm. I think he can be. Yeah, I know the easy thing to do is say, "Oh, yeah, Cooter," but he, he feels to me like he could be inside. He has those attributes. He does. He could yeah, be inside, yeah. outside. He could be key. He, I, I feel like he could be whatever they need him to be. Wherever he's playing his best footy at the time, mm. they might try and exploit that. Or if they need him to be something, Cooter Feedy's played centre half back for you know eighteen months and was the best centre half back in the comp. Beat some of the best players. I mean, talk Harry and you won that day, Princess Park, when he went head to head on. So. I feel like Charlie Curnow is going to be that type of player, but he's just finding... I mean, he's oh, finding yeah. his way at AFL absolutely. level at the moment. What do you, you think know? about our youngsters? I mean, you've brought a couple up um, as a whole. Um, I feel like the last couple of weeks that the more senior players are the ones definitely. getting it done. Yeah, definitely. They're getting it done. And I think the youngsters, whether they're uh, mentally or physically tired, I have no idea. Uh, whether they need a break, whether they just need more game time, I'm not quite sure. But I think they're not hanging in there. And again, the weekend's probably not a good one because they must have had a lot more game time than they expected to do. But, you know, part of what he does in the JLT games is play... um, he play. He, he holds people. He holds the uh, the interchange bench back, so they're playing a lot more. And mm. he says, "You'll, you'll, you know, this is how I want you to endure. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a reason why he does these things pre-season for games like this, for games against Sydney, which mm. we did endure for longer. This one we didn't, and this one was, you know, because the young guys." To me, to my eye, the SPSs, the Charlies, the the Fishers, the Cunninghams, well, they're the ones that come straight off the top of my head. But to me, they didn't. I didn't feel as if they were finishing the game full of running. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know what you guys thought. Cunning, Cunningham's a mystery because yeah. after Rowe and uh, Daisy, he was the next lowest game time, and I found that really strange. It was, it was, it's still seventy six percent, but it was the third lowest right. figure, and I just thought well, maybe. He's cop something, or I don't okay. understand what happened there because I thought he started reasonably well. Oh, I, thought, I think he did too. And then um, second half, you know, he sort of quietened out of it. But mm. I don't know. Don't so know. what do you have? You got a have you got a suggestion? Like you say, you're saying, is it time to like bring in you know Kerridge and Palmer and Smets and like load up with senior blokes for a while? Is that what you're sort of middle part of the year? It's all getting a bit a bit hard and a bit grindy. You know, <clears throat> is that what we're yeah, you're going down that road? Oh, look. Well, Cunningham just came in for his well, first game. So I'm, not, I'm certainly not no, you suggesting him. I actually think Fisher was okay, no. right? SPS, I think he's, he's for me, he's now, I, he looks as if he's going down Struggle Street a little bit. Do you? Yeah, I do. I think he's a little bit... Uh, and I think it's a little bit mental as well as physical. So I, I think he need. I would like to see him have a break. Well, he gets a spell out. I, I, I don't want him. I want him to play against North. Well, I want him to play. I really want him to play. Well, I want him to play at Eddie Hat. I want him to play. All against I'm North. saying, Andy, is that you know, is there? 
These guys are young. They're mm. just coming into the system. There is absolutely these guys are going to be. He's a special player. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a good. I don't one. think yeah. there's any point whatsoever in burning them into the ground if they think there's something there that is not a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. I, look, it's a it's a theory. It's just me. You know, maybe I'm a bit soft on them. I don't know, but I'd like to see them. Not go on and on. He's played round one, mate. He hasn't. Has he missed yeah, a no game pre-se- yet? No preseason. Yeah, no. You're right. So I'm sort of thinking, like, mate, you've asked a fair bit of the bloke so far, like, and he's delivered. Just the last couple of weeks, he's showing signs, and I'm thinking, well, is it this week? So then he gets this week and the buy. Come back fresh after the buy. I don't know. And and yeah. look, Paulson's there. You, it's you the guys right, saw Paulson. It's the right time to Did give a player things. a break. So if they're considering it, it would be a good time to do it. So, so in, so okay. So, Paulson was good. You agree or disagree, Gecko? I just one word. I Paulson good, Palmer professional. Smith actually did it both sides of the footy, he back and forward. He, he sort of went back when he had to when we were defending into the breeze, and I thought he was okay. Phillips, you know, tall ruckman, so he's going to be a balance issue. It's going to be no, a problem. Be pretty, I think he kicked two goals. I oh, know he was good. Yeah. Phillips was great. Really I thought he was really game. good, but it's he he's going to come in. Or not be in the side based on no no what, the I don't think there's the a side. spot for him at the no, minute unfortunately no. but he's he's certainly in form. Um, add to any to any of those individuals you want. Dylan Buckley and Kieran Sheen both gave us some ping off the half back line out of defence. You know you keep reading Josh Fraser's you know notes about Dylan Buckley and clearly the emphasis with Buckley has been defend, mm. defend, learn, defend, 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 and week on week the last couple of weeks Fraser's been saying. Really good signs. Dills is defending. You know, you read the. It's yeah, brilliant yeah. what he puts out. Oh, I love you know, it. it's brilliant what he puts out. And I, everybody listening, I encourage you to you know sort of follow them on any social. Go to the website and have a read of it because it's. I think it's really honest, mm. and you can read between the lines a bit with yeah, Fraser's comments. Definitely. Yeah, you know, when he's not happy with a bloke, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can. He's not going to come out and say the guy stunk, but you can. You know, you know when he's not. But I think he's seeing something in Buckley, and I think both he and she and they look. They looked okay, yeah. you know. Uh, Buckley first quarter a little bit shaky, but I reckon his last three were really good. I thought he was solid and really good. Sheehan, I just worry when I see him in physical confrontations. He just seems to. I I really hope that his body stands up to the football that we want him to play. I'm just worrying that he's worrying about his body a bit, but certainly disposal wise and use of the footy, you can't. You can't. You just what you just love the way he executes. So, hopefully, there's a way for him to get in, and and we can see what he can do. But we will just have to wait and see. There, I thought the other one what af- after uh, Jones was Lamb. I thought yeah, he's, yeah. he's put a couple of really good games together now. The last two weeks, he'd be an interesting one up for it. He might be. He forward. might be ready to come uh, come in. I I reckon there's up to six players mm. who had. Little knocks and niggles we don't know about yet. Um, even Sauce caught one in that shoulder again on the weekend. Right at the very, yeah, right right at the very end. end. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it could be uh, watch this space for this week's selection. Mm. And we just had another one. So Whitey was solid. Jones was a stand. And what about the three blokes that didn't play? The, uh, so, so Kerr, Kerr, Pickett, and Bokehurst. Oh, well, Bokehurst went over as emergency. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, what all, they all went to per, uh, Pickett. Yeah, Pickett went. Yeah, Pickett went. Oh, okay, did right, really? Went. Yeah, that's what okay. I heard. Mm, okay. So Kerr went. Um, as part of the education, if people went to you know press on the weekend and you know they're trying to find out why he didn't kick any goals, they took him to Perth with no intention of him ever playing, but just as part of the education of these young blokes, see what it's like to travel. This is where you got to be at what time, and 
what you got to bring. So he was, you know, in essence, part of the team. Um, just to educate the young fellow. So, I mean, I like that. That's, mm. yeah, that's looking beyond yeah. the obvious. Um, the other one worth mentioning, and I know this is a Carlton podcast, but they played the 23rd player rule in the VFL, and this is where the bloke we don't mention the name of anymore because certain people at Carlton don't want anyone to talk about him. He has shown that he can play as the 23rd player, well, this bloke bobbed up. We didn't know who he was, number nine, Corboy. Mm. He's kicked a couple. He's He's got a funny body. His legs are too short or, or something. His torso's too long. or He's an unusual <laughs> physical – he doesn't look – you know, he still he looks like a professional footballer. Peter Dacos is a little. Like well, that. that's what he was. I'm not saying this bloke's Dakes, but he did kick a couple. and He looked good, didn't he? He did look good. He was up for the contest, mm. and he has a nose for a goal. And he's got an instinct that sees him get the footy, and he didn't mind getting it in the contest. So you know, here we are. He's a, it's a long, long, long way from where he is now to where yeah. we might want him to be. But funny That's things right. are happening. Just just summarising the, uh, the the VFL team, they've had five wins in a row now, and I watch these guys walk off after their game on Saturday, and. You would not see a team who are happier with their their own lot and with each other's performances and loving each other as teammates as much as this mob are at the moment. And if any of you want to actually go to the Northern Blues Twitter feed, it might be there is a uh, a link to the them singing the the song at the yeah. end of the match. Mm. My God, they were full of gusto and. Oh, I just love it. They've, it's a really good place, the club, whether it be the uh, the AFL or the VFL at the moment, and we haven't been anywhere near this for 10 years or more. It's just really good to see. They've got a big one in two weeks' time. Well, they don't play for a fortnight. Yeah, they they've, got, they've got Box Hill Hawks who are, who are on top. Now, June 10. Yeah. June 10's our next game. So that's so a big one. Yeah, I, that's I'd, a really big I'd one. I'd like to get on them. Yeah, well, yeah. they're we'll, full of running. Well, well you, you can get on. Don't worry about well, Let's have a go. We'll, we'll go. have a crack. We'll go. We'll but, go. Um, yeah. Right. So, um, it's just about done and dusted. I reckon a couple yeah. of things. A couple of things to work on. You know, we, and this is the one thing they have. But we've already talked about you know maximising inside fifties, and it'll be interesting to see whether they try and address that with it from selection, which we'll find out. You know, no matter when you, we're recording this on a Monday night, we'll find out on you know a couple of days whether. They feel like that's something they're going to do. I do want us to try something in the centre square. They're walking the ball out of centre clearance too often for me. I think our stoppage work... I think we're last in clearances. Our stoppage work around the ground is okay. When we can get extra numbers around the contest, we're okay. But when it's you know, the Ruckman and three-on-three three in the centre square... We're we're not very. It's not our strength. You know, our good midfield. Cripsy's Cripsy's a gun at that, but yeah, it's not really Gibbs's go. It's not really Murphy's go. As great as they are, uh, you know, and they have, but they're not the modern game. I don't know whether that's their go. I, I, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping that between now and the end of the season, we can see a way uh, that we can see them trying something uh, that is designed to be better squaring the centre clearance. So, so the centre clearance comes mm. back after a goal and they we, walk it out again. We've got, it, we got a very similar scenario to what happened last week this week. We've got a dominant All-Australian Ruckman mm-hmm. who's going to have a similar effect with Cruz. And for all intents and purposes, same setup around the ball at stoppages and, and centre bounces. So 
If they don't learn from last week and come up with some strategies, I will be absolutely gobsmacked. I want to see it. I need to see it. Part two to that is North Melbourne, very interesting form line, similar to the Geelong-Collingwood scenario. They they just beat Melbourne, I think it was the 26th running win, which is the longest in AFL history or something. 16 or 17. Something outrageous anyway. So as close as Melbourne got. I love it when you chuck a bit of mayo. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Anyway, but... On top of that, Melbourne didn't have Hogan, which allowed um, Thompson and Tarrant to run rampant. They took millions of intercept marks and just dominated that back line. So this is what we have to see from last week and come prepared to break at least break even in those areas of the ground with strategy. So this is what I'm interested in yeah, seeing yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, same, same. Um, okay, anything else before we get to the votes? We're about done, righto. Uh, righto, Bagsy, off you go. Give us the. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a curveball straight up. I don't reckon uh, you likes. Oh, I'm giving a four straight up here. You are. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Okay. And I'll give you my reasons. Ed Kerno four. No problem. Uh, I'm going with uh, Ed Kerno. He played on Stephen Hill, who had 18 touches and went at 58. percent Not only did he play on Stephen Hill, he played on his brother at times as well, and not, and when. And when those two were off the ground, he had a lick at uh, Pierce as well and fixed the three of them up. The three of them had 44% efficiency, 52% efficiency, and 58. Mm-hmm. Wasn't always his man, but Stephen Hill was his target, and he cleaned him up. He had uh, 31 touches, 15 contested. He, had, uh, he went at 70% himself, five scoring involvements, four marks, six tackles and six inside 50s and three clearances. Good if that's not a guy, uh, if, if this guy here, he's flying. He's no, he's, no, he's I agree, mate. He's yeah. absolutely flying, and uh, he is everything you want to go and see in a footballer who gives his absolute all, and when he's stuffed, he goes again. <laughs> it's true. Right? <laughs> um, mate, I, I, and I had my little doubts after about round one or two, this, or round three, actually, but now he's just rolling on like a freight train. So I gave him four. I gave Gibbs three. I gave uh, Murphy two, Cruiser two. Doherty, two. Alex Silvani, two. I thought it was okay. Uh, Weedering, two. Cripps, two. Williamson, one. And I gave Fisher, one. I thought, I've given Williamson votes before a similar game to Fisher, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to be consistent, I gave Fisher, yeah, one. Go your hardest. Well, so. No worries. That's it. Okay. Uh, okay. What about you, Kickman? Uh, my highest vote was three this week, and I agree with Baz. Ed Kerno definitely gets the three. Um I thought Bryce and Murph also three each. Um, efficiency was down, but I guess the conditions possibly a little bit of a, an out clause there, and the fact that they had to roll up their sleeves and do a bit more work rather than be fancy free. Um, uh, Doc also three votes. Um, Leading the AFL in marks, Dockerty. Yes. Eighty-eight. Mm. Another super solid performance by Doc. Two votes to Cruz. Uh, Williamson and Alex Silvani, and one vote each to Cripps, Simo, Weeders, and Marchbank. Can I just go. say something on Cripps? Yeah, go, please. He didn't have um, uh, an enormous game. Had he hit the scoreboard, had he had perhaps another, you know, seven or eight contested, he was he was definitely going to get up to three for me. Forty-two pressure acts. <laughs> Phenomenal. Forty-two pressure acts. No Carlton player this year has broken 40 pressure acts. He had 42. This is a guy that not only in the contest, 
even when he hasn't got the ball, he's actually trying to nullify them. This is a guy, mate. Uh, this fella here, he, he's a bloody superstar. No preseason. Mm. No preseason. He had a bad back, mate. He had no preseason. And had the had the painkillers, yeah, didn't he? The tablets and the, and something into the knee and oh, whatever, he's, mate. He's just a bloody beauty. I hope. Everybody appreciates how special a footballer he is because he's not. He's one of those blokes who's easy to um, undervalue, I reckon, because he's not silky and he's not super quick and he doesn't jump high. And, you know, it's some people, he's never going to kick the goal today. He's going to take a mark of the day. So I reckon some people devalue, but he's not necessarily both sides. He's not great on his left and he's not even great on his right for that matter. But. He's just a player. Yeah. Like, he's just a footballer. You when know? you hear Matthew Pavlich give him a massive rap yeah, that he did, he did, it's a guy who's just come out of the game, yep. modern-day footballer. I listen to blokes like that, yep. and he gave him a humongous rap. Uh, you've almost taught me any given four to Ed Kerner. You've broken down his numbers more than I did. Um I'm allowed to jump on your coattails? Because I've got him. Want, I've got him. I, didn't, you want. I didn't give a four this week. Do I thought it was a complete game. No, I'm giving all him four. To do, all no, he had to stuff, yeah. all he had to do is, if he got on the scoreboard or whatever, nope. I would have given him no, five. I, no, that's a bonus when he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's it's true. a bonus no, when he does. I, I don't expect him no, to kick off. So. Yeah, fair call. No, so four for you, Ed. Oh, I had you at three anyway, um, and Bagsy's numbers have convinced me. Uh, so four for Ed Kerno, three for Gibbs, Murphy, Doherty, and Cruiser, two to Cripper, Marchbank, Weedering, and Williamson. If I had a, um, If I was 11... Years old, I reckon I'd put number twenty two on me back. I reckon like, I'd just like about him, put, I'd just you about like put him. number twenty two on me back. Oh, I reckon he's so two for Cripps, Marchbank, Weidering, Williamson, uh, one to Alex Silvani, and I gave one to Dale Thomas um, because while he was out on the ground, I thought he was a don't. What are you, <laughs> I'm giving one vote to Dale Thomas because while he's on the ground, I thought he was. What are you looking like that for? Are we still on air, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving one vote to Dale Thomas. I, well, thought... I gave one to bloody Jack Silvani the other week when he only played. He had two kicks for the game. Doesn't matter. We beat no, Essendon. I thought Thomas. No, no, it wasn't. I thought Thomas when, no, no, thought Thomas when he was on the ground was yeah. uh, instrumental to us. He was having a great game. Well, mate, when he was on the ground, we were five up. No, so you know, um, I, and I think he was in good nick, and it's not his fault that he got concussed. Um, so. I gave him a vote. There you go, Lukey Ryan. Slot that into your, uh, mm. work that in your spreadsheet and smoke a pipe with it, if, whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, Rowie will be listening. He loves the show. Sam, we love you like a brother. Um, he's a special we'll person. See, we'll see you he's back. A hey, he isn't fears. Not the last time no. we spoke to him. We spoke about him a bit at the start of the show, as if it was a bit of a eulogy. I think you'll play again. He'll come back. This big fella. He's only twenty eight, isn't he? Twenty nine. So. Mm. Um, well, our thoughts are with you, big fella. Hopefully, it's a a good operation. There are no um, complications, and it's a rehab that we know. The one thing we know about Sam Rowe, he'll do everything right when he it comes go to the rehab. Lars. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any reason to rush him back this year. I don't think we need to be rushing him back, do we? Nah, I don't nah. think we need to be rushing him back. So, uh, what is it? A, a he'll be back this twelve time, months. This, Say twelve months. This time, middle of next year. year. That's what you, you know. Bloody that's what you hope. Everything being, you know, all things being equal. Yeah, he's stiff, all right. So we'll be six and three. Uh, we'll get to the bye seven and three, and then um, Sam Rowe comes back in after the bye, just for a second half of the season assault on the top four. Bob that Murphy sounds, style. Sounds all right, doesn't it? 
Sounds fantastic. Works for me. That's it, folks. Um, don't forget, uh, tell everybody about it, the show. The numbers have been ridiculous. Um, there's a little bit of a fair weather supporter. When we win, poor dude, the numbers go through the roof. Yeah. So don't don't choose not to listen to it. It's just a bit like a membership, gun. I think. A bit, yeah, it's a little bit like that. Um, the numbers the numbers of people listening have been brilliant. So we love the fact that it's become part of your week. Um, it's and certainly become part five. of us. Give us a five on so the reviews. That's the other thing. We haven't mentioned yeah. this for a couple of weeks. Go and subscribe at iTunes. And if you can be bothered, it doesn't take long. Just give it a review. We'd love you to give it, you know, four or five stars. But give yeah, it. Yeah, not give it five. Give, yeah. give it an honest review. Um, and it's important because all this stuff's based on algorithms. I'm told, and reviews and all that sort of stuff make it easier to find, which make the algorithms tick over, and it means that the ratings and stuff work better. The reason I'm mentioning that is because Bagsy is super keen under sport and recreation, to have the Carlton show up against, uh, up on, on top of um, Gus, Gus Gould. We've got, we've got to get him up. Uh, got to beat Gus. So we've we've nutted him a couple of times in Yeah, we've got weeks. him a couple of times. So we he, just, so go to, go he's to consistent. He's consistently good, I'll, I'll say that much, <laughs> Gus, but uh, I reckon we're a little bit better than him. <laughs> okay. That's it for this week. We'll be back with Big, the Slav next week. The oh. Slava, the Slavosaurus. <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. They will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blues. Hi, I'm Dr. Gamma Verdian from Dental Lounge. Would you like to increase your success, whether it be personal success or career success? Studies have proven that enhancing your smile can enhance your quality of life in every way. I've seen hundreds of patients for porcelain veneers and smile makeovers with amazing results. Simply tap the banner and book your free consultation and I'll be happy to show you. And best of all, ask about our interest-free payment plans. Dental Lounge Macquarie Street. Create success with your smile.